0: Welcome back to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. This is going to be an interesting one for all of our listeners, particularly those that have seen us before. Um, As always, I am your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching, and with me pretty much as always, unless she's hiking across Europe, is our marketing director, Jen Waymore. Good morning, Jen.
1: Good morning, Adam. I
0: do that every time. Yes, it is morning while we're recording the podcast, the video cast. Um, and it is morning for all of us because our repeat, repeat, repeat guests. Our uh, is this the fourth or fifth episode?
1: Fourth, I believe. Fourth,
0: and that's that's the that's the pinnacle. That's the top of so. our guests. All right. Well, welcome back to the show, Piper and Justin Knoll. <laughs> Hello, Knowles. Welcome back. No. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah. So we were all chatting before we went online and decided we would spend the half hour talking about why you shouldn't cheat on your spouse. That's the joke. Although we did provide some. And and hey, you guys, those of you that are out there, you go ahead and do that because it's good for mortgages and real estate. We, we, We all love that. You guys now need separate houses. There's a sale. There's a couple of purchases. There's some shit to finance. You guys just rock and roll. In fact, I do remember, and I know this is totally off topic, what we would normally talk about with you guys. But I remember years ago, Ashley Madison was hacked. And the hackers threatened to release all of this information of these people that were cheating on their spouses. And I was like, yeah, go for it. That'll be great for business. Let's do it. Uh, But yeah, that obviously has not come to fruition, or at least not that we know of yet. All right. So, Knowles, this is weird for us because we've got you guys on separate cameras. That's a first. Usually the two of you are in the same location. But tell us what's been (laughs) going on with you guys. How are things? This has been a unique year. We've had a lot of shift. I'll bet a lot of the shift in our industry has had an impact on your industry. Give us the news that's fit to print. What's been going on in real estate these days?
2: Oh, we're <laughs> gonna fight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do
0: this again. Piper, tell us what's been going on in real estate. There you go.
2: <laughs> well, I feel yes, like it's old yes, news. Yes, I know my role. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's old news at this point, but obviously we have a really, really shifting market. And it's um I think it's gonna be kind of a good equalizer for things. It's it's been a really challenging market. I don't know how many agents or realtors love going through the last couple of years, um, but I think this will be a good shift for us as things normalize. All
0: right. So I'm not so sure that it's a shift that's been realized. I would still say the majority of our industries, the majority of any licensed industry, you've got 99% giving the rest a bad name, right? And in mortgages, in real estate, we certainly still see a lot of that. I think one of the things I've noticed that's going to be unique to your business is that we have a lot of agents that are or are still slow to react, a lot of real estate owners and sellers that are slow to react. We still think we're gonna get 50 grand over ask, a hundred grand over ask. As a result, I'm actually seeing price reductions which are having an adverse impact on the mentality of the people that are being represented well, because I can't believe how many clients I say, well, values are dropping. No, values are not dropping. Asking prices are dropping, but the supply and demand issue is still actually bringing values up. We're still seeing the real estate values go up, but the general consumer, the general home buyer even, is being misled because we do have agents and sellers that are slow to adjust, yes? Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Could not agree more. I think um, you know, catching up with where, where things are is always a challenge for us uh in real estate. We're uh, usually optimistic by nature, and and for a couple of reasons. But I think the harsh reality is each you know realtor association and brokerage out there is counting on a level of attrition between now and the next eighteen months, and how many agents they're going to have on their roster. You know, between we're seeing anywhere between two and ten percent attrition budgeted for the next eighteen months of you know, realtors finding themselves into a new career or finding themselves out of this. I don't know if that's going to happen right away. I think that probably will happen into next year uh, for a couple of reasons. So I think you're going to have a lot of people hanging on. Um, but we are, you know, from, from Piper in my position is we are always happy to compete. We are very happy to uh, present what we do to the public and let them make a, a choice based upon that. Uh, we know we'll compete well. So you know, in times like this, we welcome that market. We welcome any bit of change. Um, you know, if we can lessen the amount of competition that we have, especially the, the competition that's not very good at this and doesn't represent the industry as a well as a as a whole very well please go, go find something else. This is a a real transitioning into what we've always called a professional's market, right? It happened in 08 and 09. Uh, The strong will survive. They'll find a niche and a path to to keep going and represent clients, whatever way that is, whether it's short sales and foreclosures or investments or whatever the the market may bring, you know, the the people at the front leading are going to have to see those niches before anybody else and, and be quick to react. And that's kind of the position that we're in now is, Okay, what does this look like? We don't answer the questions, Adam, based upon what we want as a team or what we feel we're great at. We always answer the question with what our audience wants and needs most. Right. Of course. Um, Where are our clients? And I think that's something that a lot of realtors stray away from is go, well, I'm just going to forge the path that works best for me. Never mind my client base. We'll kind of alienate them as we go because this is what I want to do, and that's a dangerous game. So we're very cognizant of what our our clients are about, what they're transitioning. It, never mind what our business is doing; that's somewhat irrelevant. It's what they're doing, and so uh, we've got to ask the hard questions. We've got to be in more flow and more contact with them than ever, asking the hard questions, um, hearing the hard stories, hearing the the transition of we need to downsize, but we can't. Um, you know that's that's, we have to lean into those things. So that's kind of where we are is, is discovery and and ready for prepping ourselves for what's next. And we're always very good at that. Our systems are strong in place and that we're allowed to do those things and pivot because, because we are strong in those, those areas. I would agree.
0: And I think that we run our businesses very similarly that way, despite being (laughs) slightly different industries. Um, the, formula I use now, the formula I used back in 08, and there may have been another recession in there somewhere. I'm not going to admit on camera how old I am, (laughs) um, is that, yes, it's a smaller pie, but there are bigger pieces. We're going to have a bit of an exodus in mortgage and real estate. Hopefully, it will be people that probably shouldn't be in the business. Hopefully, it will be people that aren't listening to this podcast uh, for a number of reasons. One is that we did shift fairly quickly. We did pivot quickly. Are we going to have the year in 22 that we did in 21 and 20? Absolutely not. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Everybody was working 60 hours. We were all ready to kill each other. Not a bad thing. Are we going to have a year that was on par with the years prior to that? Yes, absolutely. And I am still kicking myself for not pivoting, shifting quick enough. I'm still upset with myself for not seeing the writing on the wall sooner. We had two slower quarters. Could it have been one? Those kinds of things. But neither here nor there. Um, I do think it's important for the people listening, watching the people that work for you, that work for me, so on and so forth, to understand that what we're seeing generally, economically, is... Set up by institutions, the Fed is a good example, that, and uh, credit where credit's due, I sat through 90 minutes of Barry Habib this week, so um, he's like the one talking head in the mortgage space that we actually know gets his shit right every time. We're following the information, we're following the direction of organizations that watch the economy in the rearview mirror. Yes, They don't actually see where we're at or where we're about to be or where we're going, which may be a very good thing. But for those of you that are in real estate, that are in mortgages, that are on that cusp, don't give up this shift is going to happen much sooner than you think we're going to the pendulum has probably already swung as far in the opposite direction as it's gonna. And it's insane. Don't get me wrong. Mortgage rates at 7% within a year of being at 3% or less is absolutely Looney tunes that real estate values are in a place where it's actually healthy. Mm, It's probably still a little beyond healthy this market. And uh, for those of you listening, uh, Piper and Justin and Jen and I are all relatively in the same market on the front range of Colorado here. Um, our real estate value is going to come down to appreciate 10% a year instead of 20 or 25. Probably. Is that still a little more than would be considered healthy? Probably. Uh, will mortgage, we're, we're probably looking at mortgage rates at like five percent before the year is out four percent next year three percent year after kind of thing the pendulum's going to swing back the other way not as fast as it did and probably not as far as it did those of you that want to mortgage at two and a half again probably not going to happen three and a half yeah absolutely yeah. buy your house today at seven refinance it next year at uh five Refinance it a year after that at three and a half. Yes, do what you need to do to secure your long-term fiscal health. But for those of you that are actually in the business, that are good at the business, don't get discouraged. Don't get burned out yet because it is shifting. Again, remember all the data that we get, all of these talking heads that we have, they're watching this shit in the rear view. If you were watching where we're at, if you were watching where we're about to be and where we're going, it would be much more encouraging than the data we actually do get. So please sit tight.
3: Times of change equals times to shine. And that's really the position that we're taking is there's going to be a lot of people that shy away from it, kind of hunker down, or so I'm just going to i hear this a lot i'm going to go back to basics which i appreciate and understand i think there's a lot of truth and and solid approach there's some value
0: there yeah
3: there's some but i think just sitting and waiting is is what a lot of people in our industry call back to basics i'll just kind of see where my audience takes me see what my data database does see what my clients do you can't and and even
0: more brutal this time of year because for some reason the vast majority of our populations have it ingrained that Oh well things are going to slow down in the fall and yeah, I don't have right. to work and yeah. my my holidays are actually yeah. going to be a hollow month. I'm going to take Thanksgiving to New Year's off completely <laughs> and then maybe I'll get back into my lead gen space and start doing some work uh, you know in the spring which is why I'm busy in the summer and then we just repeat this horrible perpetual cycle. And right now is not the time to fall into that cycle again. I agree.
1: Correct.
3: Correct. Correct. Find your niche, so, find something, be awesome. Be. What should be, they be
0: doing? You're doing it. Your agents are doing it.
3: Yeah. What should we yeah. be doing? I, talk to people. Just talk to people, ask questions, gather as much data as you can about their lives so you can find out where you can connect them to answers. That's it. It doesn't have to be, are you looking to buy or sell? Are you looking to invest? Fuck real estate for now, sorry. Uh, just let real estate <laughs> go. Find out what they're struggling with. Man, I can't find a damn ride for my kid to school. You know, like, let us help if we can that's the kind of stuff that we want to be involved in is tell us what's happening in your lives and and let us be a part of it and thankfully our our database, our sphere of influence, our past clients, our friends and family are very open with us because we take that genuine approach of I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm going to be here no matter what. If you want to buy or sell in 10 years, all chances are we're going to be here. Let's talk about something far more interesting, you. Uh, I am big on building the story brand. The book that came out, um, Donald Miller, it's amazing, building a story brand. I talk about this with our team all the time. It's It's high time that we take the cape off of ourselves when we're telling our marketing story and what we do in this world and put it on the other person that's listening. Right? Totally. I, I've Love just that. got some systems and processes that help let's find you the 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 perfect spot. Let's make your goals come through. Our our tools are just here to help, right? It's very very much about them and I think if we can do that and put the cape on others boy you've got an audience that'll listen and they'll they'll want you to succeed. So that's that's what we're doing right now Adam is just just hunkering down and getting snuggling up to people right as the weather gets colder let's snuggle up and, and warm it up with some conversation
0: uh, all, all right i love that justin, justin are you a cuddler <laughs> because, <'cause> not. <laughs> I'm, I'm down if, but, but i get to be the big spoon
1: right. paper's shaking that's her so head now
0: <laughs> oh he's not oh <laughs> he's that's terrible cutler. all right I, I have that too my wife liz has got a Touch of claustrophobia. So yeah, <laughs> cuddling's <laughs> like two or three minutes and then you get yeah, off. Enough, enough, Right, that's, that's enough. enough. <laughs> um, so I do think that what you're preaching here, what we're prophesizing here is kind of been an important piece of this puzzle for a long time. It's just that most of our colleagues don't embrace it. And I remember God, one of my very first coaches, this is decades ago. Oops, there I am spilling the beans on how old I really am, said just having those conversations, we're not talking about business. These people just bought a house six months ago. They're not buying another house, okay, is kind of like a game of hot potato. One of the things about being in sales that's really a struggle because we're salespeople, we're type A, we love to talk, is actually shutting up and listening, putting the cape on that other person. Our job really is to listen and solve problems. That's what we should be doing. So if we treat it, and thank you, Carl White, for the nugget from 20 years ago, treat your conversations with these people like a game of hot potato, and you don't want it. You want to ask pointed questions so that these people will talk about themselves, about their trials and tribulations, put that cape on them, let them do it, but get rid of that hot potato. don't want to be the one talking which is so difficult as a salesperson it's so hard to not be the one chat 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 um but yeah it's really i would say one of the greatest skills real estate agents mortgage originators insurance agents car salespeople, financial planners can develop over the course of their career is listening listening yeah
3: I, i would i would direct this to piper and that is when i met piper there was a fearlessness with her about talking to people, calling, striking up conversation. I think it was from her insurance background, which totally. accepted the fact like I'm going to have to make calls if I'm going to succeed. And she's carried that over. Piper, will you talk about kind of your daily like wh- how do you approach the day when you're like I got to make these calls today? Because for Adam and I, that coach a lot of people, we can get them to. We can get them excited when they leave the room to go make calls. And then an hour later, that excitement's gone, gone. And they find something else like "Ah, I had to hit the drive through and then I got this. My buddy's called about something. What do you do? What is your discipline like? Because I watch it daily and it impresses me constantly.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, So it's not something that I really enjoy doing. To me, it's just part of the job. And to Justin's point, yes, I have a background in insurance, which is basically legal racketeering. You're never calling people with good information. You're taking their money to provide a a product that they don't ever see. So, you know, with with real estate, it's very different because I have the ability to really connect with people and to kind of curate a perfect experience for them. So when we talk about what we're doing this time of year, um, for me, it's all about kind of courting our clients. I'm not calling people with the expectation that they want to buy or sell right now, but I'm calling them to form that connection so that when the time is right, they don't go to somewhere else. Right now. I think there are a lot of people like I'm not a, I'm not a pushy salesperson at all. Um, in fact, most people don't really realize that I'm in sales. Um, so, I mean, for me, I'm trying to build that relationship and, and, and really but
0: you do. You realize it. That's the important
2: part. I do. Yeah. So I'm very, I'm kind of stealth about it though. You know, I I never want to come off pushy. I hate it when people are pushy to me. So I just try to really make sure when I'm connecting with people, it's very personal because if I can be that personal connection, you're always going to be the, I'm going to be the person you trust. And so with kind of how you're talking about the news and all of the stuff that's coming down the line, we've really set our clients up to know that we are the resource. And if they have questions on interest rates, the market, what's going on and how things are impacted to call us, they know that what they hear on the news is bullshit at this point, because that's been our message. For so long. So I mean I, guess,
0: I think it's the worst it's been.
2: Oh, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And you know, I joke with people, you know, especially during, you know, election season. I don't watch the news anyway, so I stay pretty clueless. Um it's important though to make sure that we are the ones saying, Hey, here's what's really happening. Yes, whether you decide to move forward on this house right now, if you can afford it today, buy it. If you can't, don't. You know, like if you need to sell, we're gonna get it sold. Taking that piece of fear out and making it specific to them and what they need, I think really helps with the anxiety level that consumers are having right now because they do hear all this awful rhetoric about the world, you know, ending. And we're hearing talks about mortgage rates being potentially in the double digits to mid teens in the next couple of years from some people, you know, so people are hearing everything. And, and, And our job really at this point is just to sit down and be an ear and see how we can help them. When I talk to people this time of year, really between October and January, I don't even mention real estate. I'm calling them to see how they're doing, how their family is and how we can bring value to their life.
0: Well, and unfortunately, it's not just the media, although there's certainly a big problem with it, but a lot of people consume (laughs) content from other sources. You know, recently, uh, Cardone said, you know, if you don't have 20 million in the bank, you don't have any business buying a house. Like, no, you you just lost $500,000 over the last two years if you didn't buy a house. Or um, the, oh gosh, the the Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. And and even uh, Gary Vee, and I adore Gary, I do. But I think it was 2019 he uh, said something. I'll never buy a house. I don't want to own a house. Owning a house is a huge financial mistake, blah, blah. blah." I'm like, no. (laughs) If I didn't own real estate over the course of when he said that till now, I literally would have lost out on millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. So unfortunately, it's not just the... The, the local news and the the Fox and the MSNBC and the CNN, which is bad, awful right now. And I get it. They're part of the entertainment industry. They are selling their crap just like everybody else. They, they need to make money and the pandemic brought them to a new level. More people consumed more of their crap for more money than they'd ever experienced in their life. And now they're trying to figure out how to hold on to that and bad news sells even when it's not real. Yeah. So I get it. I do. But please understand that they're capitalists and I'm not anti-capitalist, obviously, and that they're part of the entertainment industry. And if we treat it like that and we understand why Tom Hanks gets paid what he does and Harrison Ford gets paid what he does. And now we know why the news networks pay what this is part of the entertainment industry. Um, But yeah, even the people that are outside of the typical media world where their content is being consumed in such great numbers like Grant Cardone, like Gary V, like Dave Ramsey that are giving, in a lot of cases, piss poor advice. We have got to slow that down and make it real for people, one-on-one, real people, our people, our friends, our tribe, our family, the folks we run with and make them understand that no this is not what's really going on here's what's going on and why it's important to yep
3: one thing that we do very uh, piper does really well is we're always busy we always have a lot going on and and for us it's time management And when it comes to connecting with clients, she blocks out, physically blocks out on my phone. She will block out time in her phone, not just in her schedule, but also will set an alarm. And nothing interrupts that time until that alarm goes off, right? So if it's 45 minutes of uninterrupted time to just call clients, that's what she's getting. There's nothing that fits in there. So I think, yes, these are all great conversations. But if you start just with zero, you go, what am I going to do today? it's literally block out 45 minutes, set your alarm on your phone and don't do anything until that 45 minutes is done. And your goal in that time is done. And that's just call people. Like forget your CRMs folks, forget all your database. And like, you should ignore the email
0: for that window. Yeah.
3: Stop. You don't need to, nobody needs a new font or new color for their logo this winter. Just stop it. You're, you're, (laughs) You're wasting time. Just get on the damn we, phone and talk
0: And to it's you. so funny because we have this conversation about new agents and when we're coaching agents and yeah um, you know I gotta take my kids to school and then I'm gonna come into the office so now it's you know nine ten o'clock and I'm gonna spend an hour working on what my website should look like and then I'm gonna spend 30 minutes you know doing the water cooler thing and hey then it's lunchtime cool let's go to lunch I'm gonna come back to my office I'm gonna work a couple hours on my new business card and oh god I gotta go get the kids from school I'm out And no. And for those of you listening, I I think uh, Justin's trying to reel it in and make it more realistic. I guarantee you 45 minutes is not what Piper is doing. She has (laughs) got a commitment to that activity that well exceeds 45 minutes.
2: Here's actually, he's overshooting it. I set my timer for 20 minutes and then I take a five minute break and then I go back for 20 minutes. I'll just do that for hours. Right, And so like, if I know that I have 30 people to connect with over the course of the week. I, I On Monday mornings, I always do, I go to karate first and then I come home and I have a- I can't
0: believe you guys missed the mastermind. We had a karate instructor. <laughs> what? We <laughs> did. Chris Nance taught us Taekwondo.
2: <laughs> Fun. Well, I'm in karate with my, with my daughter. And so I go on Mondays and then I come home and I, I have a Monday meeting for myself. And I look at how many birthdays we have through the week, what real estate reviews to do. And I plan my entire week on Mondays. And so I look at what education I have. I try to do at least one CE course a week, whether it's something online, something in person, uh, learning and developing skills. I think right now is probably one of the biggest keys for agents to focus on as you're a little bit slower, it's going to change and you have to be ready. So if there's a skill set that you do not 100% know, learn it. Now it's the Take time, time. <laughs> you can do it classes for basically free, um, all over. I probably do 80 hours a year. Uh, continuing education. So for me, it's it's kind of that super important thing. So I do, I, I block it out and I know that I have 30, you know, note cards to write and I I can't do those all at one time. So I'll do 20 minute increments for, you know, a good half the day.
0: It's the perfect job for someone with ADD, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Focus on a task. Oh, there's another task as long as we're doing our work. But yeah, I do think it's important for everybody to understand that one of the things that makes the knolls successful and everybody who is successful successful is that time commitment is that time blocking is that honoring of your calendar your schedule the things that need to get done get done and that's really an important piece of this puzzle there's no question about it um i commit two hours on monday three hours on tuesday wednesday thursday to the phone and I mean, it's literally, I don't know, probably a, a good 25% of the time I spend on my mortgage practice cl- uh, permanently. And I can't stress how important it is. And this is a 20 year activity for me. I learned how to do this, how to time block that contact management before there was really even outlook. Now, well, there I go again, dating myself. <laughs> I just want to make it clear that despite having the same gray in the beard, Justin is much younger than I am. All right. So for those of you that are catching the video cast, I know that's a fraction of the people that listen to the podcast. So for those of you listening, Justin has the same gray spots in his beard, despite being a hell of a y- lot younger than me. All
2: right. So- hey, Adam, one, one thing that I, I do kind of... Tell agents um, when I'm coaching or just interacting with different people, especially talking about the time blocking and scheduling. If you don't treat this like a profession, if you can't commit to it, why would a client ever commit to working with you? That's and that's kind of, like I don't want to. I don't want to get yoga lessons from someone that you know occasionally does yoga in the park. That's not where I'm going to go. Like you have to be the professional, and you have to show that you're committed to it if you want people to work with you.
0: Mm. That's that's really big. Um, so like if I'm choosing a physician. I don't want the guy that spends most of his day working on his website and his business card before he jets off to take the kids to school or pick them up from school. Yeah,
1: not not my preference. Got it. And we could go on and on
0: about structuring your business exactly that way in that professional manner. But we'll do that on your fifth episode, I guess.
3: (laughs) One thing that's kind of changed for us, and we did this a couple of years ago, started this, and Piper's very disciplined at this. Is you have to ask the question. If somebody asks you to do something, if your answer is not yes in three seconds, if it's not hell yes, let's do this within three seconds. It's a no, and it doesn't mean that you don't want to do it. It just might mean that now is not the time. Right? We've come You're across prioritize. Like, like we have to prioritize. If we're going to do all these things, not everything's a yes. And for all the yeses we take, is an opportunity cost against something else. We have to weigh that stuff out. So the hell yes or the Yes, yeah, sorry, uh, I cuss a lot Is That is the rule for us if, it's, if it doesn't fit, then the answer is no And just go away for it From now Like It doesn't, doesn't have to be weird It doesn't have to be that you're turning somebody down You don't like them It just not it to be permanent It's not permanent, absolutely just no Where right is right? So protect your time If it's not hell yes in three hmm. seconds Be okay telling no and give an explanation um, But that's, that's big for us Otherwise, we'd be spinning in circles and nobody would get anything good.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> and you'd uh, be struggling to get as much accomplished as you are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's that's really a big deal. What do you what do you guys think the rest of the year looks like? I mean, we're where are we at? Seventy five days, seventy days until oh. that's. I know. That's right. <laughs> uh, seventy days until the year is out. Let's project that out a little further. Let's talk twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think is going to be? Revolutionary or different or cyclical. What are we going to see in 23 that we saw in 09?
3: Uh, I think there's there's two things that I'm kind of keying in on. Is number one, we are Americans, we love to buy, we love to spend money if we have it or not. That is in our DNA. That's what makes us feel good about life. In a lot of instances, buying real estate is at the top of the list. So I think as much time as people are gonna to take to go, oh my God, it shifted every day that goes by is gonna go, okay. Six isn't so bad. Seven's not so bad. Eight, I can deal with that. The other thing is people are now realizing, uh, yeah, I I might get a 7%, but I'm not spending 60000 over on asking, right? I'm not writing it,
1: Mm.
3: right? So that money balances out. If we can do a better job of controlling that narrative of what this actually means, right? The six magic words, what this means to you is... Uh, I I think we've got a shot, but I think you're going to see people probably sitting on their hands for a little bit. Once the once Christmas trees go up and we start getting in the holidays, people probably start feeling good about life again. This is this is just Human behavior as Americans, that's who we are. I think at the beginning of next year, it's going to be a lot of jockeying for position, people wanting to figure out where they fit in the market. Can I make something happen? Um, I do know, I've had a couple of people reach out like, hey, are there investment properties available now that maybe weren't before? The answer is still no, um, but it's, it's, maybe it's getting closer.
1: That one's going to be true, in,
3: yes. Right, they're keyed in, they're asking the question. So I think you're going to see some of that. Um, I just damn it. We're Americans. We're Denverites We're we live in one of the best places on earth. People want to own real estate here. They're going to figure it out how to do it. You know, the things people still have a lot of equity to play with. So um, is it going to be gangbusters? No, I do think going forward, and then I'll stop talking. Let Piper talk. She's way smarter, but I do think going forward, you're going to see a lot more skepticism in younger people about, as we've already seen um, these high ups and downs and they don't have the, the, uh, I guess, the patience to get through that, that that probably our generation did. Um, so I think you're going to see people a lot more skeptical, a lot more data-driven. For us that are in the the, the mood of feeling the market and all, they're going to probably roll our eyes and go, oh, my God, just make a decision. But
0: I think you're probably going to see that. I'll shut up. I think that that's probably true. But, yes, I agree. Let's let the smart people talk. Yeah. Piper, Jen.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> I I agree. I I think it's going to be an interesting, you know, next six months. I do think that the savvy buyers are still going to buy. The savvy sellers are still going to sell. And my hope is that we're going to see a much better group of professionals coming out of this that are really going to help make this a better experience. You know, unfortunately, some of these agents that are newer in the business and haven't quite figured out that this is a relationship business, they might need to sit on the sidelines for a while or forever unfortunately. Uh, this is not this is not the industry for everybody. And I think that this is going to be a, a good opportunity to, to have some of the really good ones stay and get better and some of the people kind of clear the way.
0: Yeah, I would say that that's true in both. And we're already seeing it. There's already a fairly significant exodus in mortgages, particularly in retail, not as much in wholesale. A lot of bankers are gone. A lot of brokers are still around. Uh, that'll skew those numbers more. We'll see a greater percentage of mortgage brokers than mortgage bankers. Uh, prior to this shift, it was probably about 80-20, which is big. That was probably the greatest number of actual mortgage brokers uh, that we'd ever seen. Um, and yeah, boy, by the time the dust settles and the pendulum's at full swing the opposite direction, could be a third. Could be a yeah. third of all mortgage people out there will be wholesale brokers. And yeah, that's probably... The top third of what's going on in the industry, anyway. So yeah, well, I think from the mortgage
3: the the mortgage side, the opportunity has really become to become a lifetime advisor, right, on on what your product actually is doing with and for you. Um, gone are the days of just, I'll just put you in this and, and bring you a closing gift and we'll call it good. And you'll love me because you got a sweet rate. Well, that wasn't your doing. That was that um, wasn't... <laughs> that's so that true. amazing. That's right. He didn't, he didn't just specially come up with this rate for you. I think you've got to, you've got to be able to go, okay, what does this mean today? And for five years and 10 years in your long-term plan. And, and I know oh that's God. what, you do so well as you will pick up the phone and go, guys, I don't want to sell you on anything. You're in a good spot. But I know in 10 years you wanted to invest. Here's what we're going to do with your mortgage. Here's what that's going to look like. And I appreciate somebody like you who does that rather than just sitting and taking orders. That'll be the biggest difference, I think.
0: You know, I think that's probably part of what has made this so much fun for us this year is that in twenty and 2021, it really was kind of an order taker roll. Everybody in their mind, just lower my rate, lower my payment. That's all I care about. Just refi, refi, refi. Now we're working on transactions where we get to be creative and we get to be real problem solvers. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a lot more fun that way. No question. Um, And I know a lot of my brethren would say, yeah, but it's so much more work, but if you love the work, then so be it. And if you don't then well you'll probably be one of those included in the exodus yes. so yes yeah i do get it <laughs> we'll um, and poor jen i would ask jen's opinion of what she's witnessed but you know yeah. she's been gallivanting around europe so <laughs> it's hard to, lucky you know get her take <laughs> on it yeah, <laughs> well i did talk
1: to the Knowles about it before we signed on a little bit and the buyers like me who were just tired of the game tired of the above asking price and the stress of it are going to have a chance to take a deep breath and actually feel like we talked about this last week too, but actually feel like they're getting a home they want instead of just the home they can possibly get that they can outbid somebody else.
0: What can I get not, under a contract? Yeah, right, yeah well,
1: I mean, yeah. I went under. Does it have a roof? By, that's literally, I mean, the last one I went under contract on, I had COVID. I never saw it in person. And I literally, I I was like, does it have a roof and are there doors and windows? Cool. Then let's, Oh, there's a bathroom. That's great. Okay. And that was about it. And I'm really looking forward to that exodus of the realtors that shouldn't be doing this, the loan officers that shouldn't be doing this and the improvement in the industry and the people that are involved, because I mean, my story, like with mine, I figured out I couldn't even have my dogs in this condo, and that's why I didn't get the condo. And nobody else on the transaction on the real estate side had figured that out. It no, there, me was, there was it out.
0: somebody that sent you the 1980 HOA, dogs, H-O-A.
1: right? And tried to that tell me there you was could have no your update. dog.
0: They were updated 40 years later and said you couldn't have your dog, but yeah. yeah
1: yeah so i am looking forward to it being better agents who are actually doing their due diligence taking because those poor sellers too that (laughs) thought they had sold their property and now they're having to deal with picking another offer because i you know my dogs are my everything so i'm i'm looking forward to the changes we're gonna see
3: hey i love a a market where our skill set can shine that yeah, is all about that. Bring that on today. Let's do this because I know we'll separate ourselves. So yeah. totally.
2: And I can tell you, none of the buyer's agents that were working through last year's market and they early part of this market where we were putting clients in houses, waiving inspections. Nobody felt good about that. It felt really, really gross. And this can be really nice to not have to look at your clients and say, hey, hope you don't regret this. And I think that's what we're going to do for a while. Like wow. buyers shouldn't have to make every concession and I think that we're going to get to where they don't need to do it all. There's still going to be some and still going to be a challenge. There's no doubt about that. But I think we're going to be able to get some wins. It'll be nice to have a closing where people are excited again, you know, buyers and sellers so that people feel good about it.
0: Instead of Absolutely. just exhausted, <laughs> feeling like they got Absolutely. beat up yeah. for a solid month to get to the closing. Yeah. 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 yeah this this will be a neat shift. It really will.
3: Yeah. Bring it
0: on let's go yeah <laughs> and back when we did this prior like go 708 uh piper you were still doing insurance yeah
2: um no 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 I, Should i add it? I don't No, maybe maybe just
0: so, no. <laughs> so i was thinking about this when we first went live because when i met you you were doing insurance yes, we were those... affiliate members at the realtor board and yeah. it made me think i may actually have known you longer than justin
2: I think I have known you longer than Justin. Yes, wow.
0: yeah. Wow. yeah,
2: so I, I think that I was still working for Allstate and doing real estate too, but I, I was working still when I first cool. met you, yeah.
0: yeah. Right on. <laughs> All right, so we have burned through our time and then some. Uh, Jen, I'm going to let you wrap it up because you're the one who always puts a nice bow on everything. <laughs> and we, we need to get you back into that groove. Right. Yeah, so take, book the knolls for a fifth episode. This is so much fun doing this with you guys. <laughs> Um, and make sure we always save a seat for Piper at the round table.
1: Of course. It's coming up.
0: Is Yeah. We'd love
1: we to have
0: they, Justin you, there yeah, too. No, oh, wait, well, all right. <laughs> yeah, and, if, if she's you, willing don't to don't bring worry. him, then fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, get them booked for another show and take us home. Love
1: it. All right. Well, interestingly enough, guys, it'll be 2024. I am booking January of 2024. So, you know, have a great 2023. Um, for those of you listening, watching, if you want to find out more about Just the Tips coaching, you can text TIPS, TIPS to 63566. It will literally tell you everything you could possibly want to know. You can book a free hour of coaching. You can get a copy of Adam's book, Just the Tips. You can find our podcast, which is currently on Apple and Spotify. There'll be more soon. Um, if you are interested in being part of our seventh season ugh, of the show, that's crazy. Um, then you can reach mm-hmm. out to me through that. Uh, again, that's text tips to 63566. Uh, next week, we have Ben Lavender on Halloween. I'm kind of hoping there's, that Ben shows up in some sort of costume because that we would will. be amazing. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll be live with Ben Lav next Monday at 1030 Mountain Time.
0: Very cool. Okay. Well, thank you guys. I know carving out this kind of time is not easy on a Monday morning. And I love, love having you guys on the show.
3: Man, we appreciate we you, you, Adam and Jen, the way you guys handle the market, the, how much you put into this and, and what you're bringing to the market and, and true value is so appreciated. And uh, I don't know. I just, I just always really, really love hanging with you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep doing.
0: Totally. All right. And thank yeah, we'll see you guys all. Next week, 1030 Mountain Time for another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. Thanks for watching or listening.